0: Henry Davis enters 2024 as a player who arguably has the most to gain or the most to lose for the Pittsburgh Pirates this year. We'll discuss on today's episode of Locked on Pirates. You are Locked on Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back, everyone, to the Locked On Pirates podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates every day. My name is Ethan Smith, your host of this wonderful show every Monday through Friday on the Locked On Podcast Network, where I'm bringing you your news, analysis, opinions, and reactions to everything going on in the world of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Today's episode is brought to you by our wonderful friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook will talk about them in a little bit, but folks, thank you for always tuning into this show as you always do, and we're going to get right into it today. The player preview series rolls on. You guys have been loving the content. We've talked about a lot already. We've talked mostly about pitching so far. Actually, we've talked all about pitching so far. We talked about Mitch Keller. We talked about the acquisitions of Martin Perez and Marco Gonzalez, what those guys mean for this team, as well as the bullpen. Now we move to the field. And we're going to be popping all over the place. We're going to be going in order kind of like that with this, which means we're going to start behind the plate. And, of course, if you've seen the thumbnail for this show and the title of this show on this beautiful Friday, you know we're going to be talking all about Henry Davis. And, again, you heard what I said at the beginning. Is he the one Pirates player who could have the most to gain or the most to lose in 2024 that is a big question to ask folks it is it's not an easy question to ask either because you're looking at a guy in henry davis who rose quickly through the system last year ever since being drafted number one overall in 2021 and really for good reason i mean he was a very talented catcher out of louisville and there was a lot of interesting takes on the draft on the selection whenever he was drafted but the pirates ultimately well well ultimately decided, hey, Henry Davis is our guy. He's going to go under slot, and it allowed them to have a lot more flexibility in that draft. But you look at his minor league numbers, having a 947 career OPS in the minor league system, it's not exactly all that surprising that Davis came up as quickly as he did. Now, his arrival in Pittsburgh didn't exactly meet the same level of play, though, and we all know that from watching Henry Davis last year. He had a 653 OPS and a 213 average. Left a lot to be desired offensively last year. And you also look at all the things that Henry was dealing with with coming up. He was trying to learn a new position that he hadn't really played all that much. Yeah, he was playing it in the minors, but it's a whole different thing playing the outfield at the major league level. And he was slotted in right field for pretty much the entirety of his tenure here last year, only catching two big league innings. And it threw a lot of people off because it felt like that Henry was going to be catching alongside Andy Rodriguez, especially after Austin Hedges was traded to the Texas Rangers. And it never, he just never got the opportunity to be back there. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that they just truthfully, and I don't think they say it, Don't I just don't think they were confident enough in his defense last year. And I don't really know if they still really even are. And his defense quickly, became noticed as below average at best. I mean, he had a negative five run value defensively last year and a negative six outs above average. And really, this offseason, before we got certain news, a lot of people didn't really know what was in store for Henry Davis going into 2024 because it was really concerning that he didn't catch all that much. And there was talks that they wanted him to catch. And then Andy Rodriguez gets injured, and has UCL reconstructive surgery out for the year. So now you're thrusting Henry Davis into the primary catching role. He is the primary catcher on this roster. There's no other reason it should be any different. Now, this goes one of two ways for Henry Davis, I think, in my opinion. The first, and the one that everybody wants, is for him to succeed as a catcher and to embrace the position. That's ultimately what we want to see this kid do. He's a number one overall pick as a catcher. We want to see him do well at this position and potentially create a very good problem alongside Andy Rodriguez moving forward. The second, and the one that complicates things very, very extensively, is if he doesn't work out defensively as a catcher, and even worse, doesn't perform well offensively either. Now, we'll talk more about that in the second segment about the what-ifs, when it pertains to Henry Davis. But the point is this name, a player on this roster right now that has more to gain and more to lose than Henry Davis does right now. It is very hard to find somebody else on this roster that is like that. Yeah. You can mention guys like Leover over and Jared Triolo and G one Bay and Nick Gonzalez, but for Henry Davis, there's not really anybody else battling with him this year when he, it comes to the catching position. Yeah, you have Ali Sanchez, you have Jason DeLay, and those are going to be valuable backups to Henry Davis. But at the end of the day, he is full throttle catching this year. There's not really anybody else that's going to stop him from doing that. And he's going to have the lofty expectations with him, which we'll talk about in the third segment, because he is a number one overall pick. And those expectations shouldn't change for you folks as fans from the team. And with Endy primed to come back in 2025, that's really where the loss comes in, is how much can Henry Davis gain this season and how much can he lose? Folks, it is a pretty wide margin of how much he can gain from this year if he performs very well and how much he can lose if he doesn't. And he has the tools, folks, to be that very good catcher, that very good two-way catcher with raw plus power, a strong arm, he can put the ball around the field. He can hit the baseball. We've seen him do it. And he's a very talented player. We know that. But he has to at least put some of it together in 2024. Some of it has to be put together. And ultimately, there's a lot of different things that are going to factor into that. And we're going to talk about a lot of those things as well. But when you're looking at these questions and you're saying, does anybody else have more to gain or more to lose than Henry Davis? The answer is no. He is unquestioned. The guy with the most to gain this year and the most to lose. And all of his play is going to dictate that for him. There are a lot of questions that surround Henry Davis right now. Probably more than answers that we have. And you know where those questions come from, and they can be answered and will be because he's going to get every opportunity to do everything he can because the Pirates, quite frankly, don't have another option. And you're going to look at, you're going to want to see improvements offensively. You're going to want to see him at least become an average defender behind the plate. And if he can do those things, then the sky is the limit for him. And there's no doubting that, but it's good practice. And it's just natural to know it's possible that if he struggles again, 2025 and beyond gets really shaky for him in his future. Because then what happens if Andy Rodriguez comes back and performs well and he can't play the catcher position? Where do you put him? What do you do with him? Especially if he's not hitting the baseball either. And even if he is, that makes it even worse because then you want his bat in the lineup. And I think I care a little bit more about offense than I do defense at this point. But you do want to see Henry Davis improve. This is not about burying him already. You're going to hear some uh, things that I'm going to say later in the show. This is not about burying Henry Davis. This is just saying that going into 2024, this is already, and arguably maybe depending on his career trajectory, this could be his most important year of his career because he's going to get every opportunity to prove what he can do. He's going to get every opportunity to prove that he can either be a catcher and improve offensively or improve offensively and not be a catcher or do neither. And that, again, means he has everything to gain and a lot to lose. And it's something that you're going to have to watch throughout the year. And we're going to talk about the Henry Davis what-ifs. What if? These things happen. What's the domino effect of his production or lack thereof? We're going to talk about that in just a moment, folks. But before we do that, we're going to talk about the wonderful people over at Ibotta. Download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back today with the code LOCKEDONMLB because the new year for many people means resolutions to save money. So stop shopping Or so, stop shopping without getting anything in return. Start getting cash back on every purchase you make with Ibotta. After the holidays, you could all use a little extra cash in our pockets, especially after all that gift giving we did during Christmas and all of the traveling that we did. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So, you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $145 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you're dying to go to, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKEDONMLB when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code LOCKEDONMLB. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKEDONMLB. And folks, don't forget... That Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and now you can also find it on Amazon Fire TV. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, like myself, and our national shows covering every league. So find the Locked On Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV and YouTube. The Henry Davis what-ifs. So when you're discussing Henry Davis and this player that, in that first segment, I said has the most to gain and the most to lose this year, I think it's okay right now when you're discussing Henry Davis to say we have more questions than answers regarding his play. And as I stated earlier, we know he has a strong arm. He has plus power and the ability to spray the ball all over the field, even though he is quite pull-happy right now. I think that's something over time that he can improve on and be a all-over-the-field kind of hitter. And as I mentioned earlier as well, we know he'll get every opportunity possible this year. That is something that we know. That is a given. And a full campaign, I think, will more easily paint a picture than what we saw last year. Because really last year with Henry Davis was just, It kind of just felt like they pulled him up just because. And maybe he was ready, maybe he wasn't. There was a lot of nagging injuries that he had as well that really played factors into a lot of things that he was doing. And for instance, last year he dealt with those injuries. He was playing right field a lot. He only caught twice. He only saw 255 at-bats last year. And he'll surpass that and some if he stays healthy. I mean, that's no, there's no doubt in my mind about that. And you guys know that this is about a preview show. So Fangrass Projections paints a pretty good idea of what his workload this year will be. They're predicting that he'll play 120 of the 162 games and get 482 plate appearances. So that would be a sample size where you're now going over 700 at-bats in his career while also playing in a, Good amount of games, also about a full season. So, in those 482 plate appearances, they predict that he'll have a 242 average, a 340 on base percentage, a 413 uh, slugging, 16 home runs, a 104 WRC plus, and a 1.7 war. Folks, how would you all feel about those numbers? I want to hear that in the comments when we're uh, listening and talking to me still. Numbers like that. Might not exactly come off as very good, but when you compare it to what position he'll be playing, the catching position paints a little bit of a different picture. And when looking at the catching leaders last year and comparing those statistics or statistics to the best of the position, you'd actually be pretty happy, folks, with those statistics, I think. Because, for example, of the nine qualified catchers on MLB statistics on mlb.com for OPS there was nine of them their average OPS was 756 so go back to those projections that we had with Henry Davis 340 on base percentage 413 slugging that would plant him at 753 which would be just below the average of the top nine catchers in OPS last year not exact again not the craziest numbers but numbers that i think are attainable for him And the projected average would have placed him eighth among those nine catchers as well. So it would be a season you'd look at, I think, more positively than negatively. So that's a what if. That is a what if, because that's where we're going to lead into this now. What if his offense takes that next step that we expect that it can't? Well, then great. That's great and dandy if it does, because you'd love to see him be very productive offensively. But that's just the first step in the process of the what ifs. The next what-if has to be this. What if he performs well offensively, but his defense isn't adequate enough at the catcher position? Because then you're forced into a very tough scenario where you want to keep this guy who, let's say with those projections, hits 16 homers, has an OPS at a 750, and is playing well offensively, but he can't do it behind the plate. Where do you play him at that point? That's a big question that the Pirates would have to answer. And you already saw that he struggled a ton in right field last year. So do you put him out there again? I don't know if I feel comfortable doing that. And if they don't do that again, and he can't catch, then he either has to just be a DH or likely have to learn another position again. Now, if he's a glorified DH, then so be it. If that's what he is, then that's fine. But you also have to consider other things like you have Andrew McCutcheon, who's you would like to see D.H. You have Rowdy Telez, who you would like to also see D.H. Down the line, Termar Johnson's a kid that you might end up seeing D.H. Depending on what happens at second base. And just be thankful that the National League has the D.H. now, because if they didn't, this whole situation would be way worse. And I've been a component of saying that I'd like to see Henry Davis try out first base. It's something they haven't done yet. It's a position the Pirates have been trying to shore up for God knows how long. So why not? And before Andy's injury, I really wanted to see it. Because that, you, that means you would have Andy and Davis in the lineup together. You'd still have the DH bot open. And it's a position that I think Henry Davis could play and play well. But now, when you're really breaking this down and you're breaking down the what ifs of what if he does perform well offensively or doesn't, or what if he does work out defensively or he doesn't, he's going to have to catch. I mean, it, it really all comes down, I think, to the defensive stuff. It really does. Because at the end of the day, and you've heard Gary say this on the show, you've heard me say it on the show and countless other guests say it on the show. If a player hits well, he's going to be in the lineup somehow. And if Henry Davis does indeed take that next step offensively, but just doesn't defensively, yeah, it's going to be a tough decision, but it's going to be something that they're going to have to figure out. If he can learn how to catch, which he's worked on this offseason, to be good at it, he's worked at Pirate City, and he'll be there next week with all the pitchers and catchers when they report, it's something I'm sure he can do just based off of the track record that this kid is going to work for what he wants to do. But his play is going to be what answers these what-ifs. Nothing else. It's going to be his play. Obviously, health comes into account too. But if you're assuming that he's fully healthy throughout the entire year, you're going to assume that he's going to answer a lot of these questions. Again, you want him to answer them positively rather than negatively, and we know what he needs to work on defensively. It'll be all about framing and blocking. It's just how elite catchers are in this league, and it's an area that the Pirates emphasize very heavily. It's why Austin Hedges was here for so long last year. If he could do those two things right, especially with the big arm that he has, 95th percentile arm strength that he had last year, he'll be fine. But again, as I mentioned earlier, don't expect all this to happen overnight. Don't expect Henry Davis to come into 2024 and be lighting the world on fire right away. Because again, you can't really answer these questions really until you see it over the course of months. I think when it comes to Henry Davis, because last year, again, he just didn't play all that much. He did, but he dealt with injuries. He wasn't playing his natural position. So you go into this year and you say, yeah, it gets interesting because patience will be the key, but when it comes to the what-ifs, he'll need to answer more of them positively than negatively. And we're going to talk about my expectations for Henry Davis here in just a moment, but before we do that, folks, we're going to talk about FanDuel. You've heard me say it already and this is the last show before, so you got one last chance to do it, go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and hit some bets because happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets like Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown, Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown, and the over-under. And you should get some wings alongside of it with a a nice cold one as well. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers can join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's fanDuel.com slash locked on and make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL and an official sponsor, the Locked On Podcast Network. So we've discussed a lot today about Henry Davis. We've discussed the what ifs. We've discussed why this season is massive for him and why he has so much to gain and so much to lose. So what should his expectations be? Now, again, I spoke earlier that it's expected that Henry Davis is going to have lofty expectations. It just is. It's something that you have to expect from a guy that ultimately was a number one overall selection, and he's going to have those expectations. And it's important to note, though, and this is where my expectations for him come in this year, it's important to note that 2024 will not only be his first full campaign, at the MLB level, but also his first full campaign as a catcher. It's a lot of firsts. It's a lot of firsts. So being in the middle of the number one overall pick expectations and first full season expectations is about where I sit right now. And yeah, you. Will, I. Uh, he has to have the sky high expectations. He just does. And I've said it a good bit. He'll have to answer more questions positively than negatively, or 2025 and beyond, not only become unknowns for him, but for the team as well. And you guys heard the projections that I spoke about earlier in segment two, and that's where I'd like to see Henry Davis kind of be. I think he can be that kind of player where he's in the 240s, the 260s at max, hitting over 20 home runs, has an OPS in the 700s. Those are things that I think Henry Davis is capable of at this stage of his career. And I'm not expecting him to hit 30 bombs and bat 280. Again, I just don't think that's attainable for him right now. But Davis could be a guy, as I just mentioned, who hits 20-plus home runs and bats around 250. And if he becomes an adequate enough defender, I think we all walk away happy with numbers like that. And as I mentioned earlier, too, with my expectations for him, I just don't think this is all going to happen immediately. I think that April, May, and maybe even June are going to be trial and tribulation months for a guy like Henry Davis. I just do. I don't think that all of this is just going to, at the snap of a finger, change and be like, oh yeah, Henry Davis is our catcher for the next half decade. It's going to be a learning process. It's a learning curve for guys like this. They're not just going to be able to go back there and figure it out right away. Even Adley Rushman has dealt with it. It's something that a lot of players struggle with. And I expect it to be kind of a slow burn as he gets acclimated to his new role. I really do. I think it's something that you're going to expect and see where, when you're looking at it, it's it's going to take time. And I think having a good backup in Jason DeLay will help as well. And Ali Sanchez can bounce in if needed as nothing more than another option. I just, again, when I'm talking expectations here, Don't just look at the batting average. Don't just look at the slugging or the on-base percentage. Don't look at these things. You'd like to see him bring down that strikeout total. You'd like to see him walk a little bit more. You'd like to see him improve defensively. These are all things that you want to see from a guy like Henry Davis. But by June, say July, about halfway through the year, I do think we all should be expecting that next step to have been taken already or signs being there that it's happening. And when I mean signs being there that it's happening, you might see, oh yeah, he struggled in the first couple months, which I expect. But then let's say by June, he's batting in the month of June like 290 or 280. He's starting to hit more home runs. He's starting to place the ball around the field more. He's starting to get a better grasp of the pitching staff. Those are things that I think we can expect from Henry Davis this year, folks. I think it's going to start slow, but then I think as the season slowly progresses, you're going to see things progress with Henry Davis. You're going to see things progress with him to the point where you might feel really good about it or you might not. And it can go both ways. I've spoken about that already. It goes both ways when you're talking about Henry Davis. You can't just assume that he's going to improve just because he's a number one overall pick. It's expected, and I expect him to obviously have a much better campaign than he did last year because it'd be very hard to replicate that. But also over the entirety of the full year, I think you're going to have to look at the season for Henry Davis in different segments, kind of like this show. Segment one on this show is usually the most important thing. But for Davis, the early on stuff, the main things I want to see from Davis expectation-wise from him early on is just fighting against the league a little bit and starting to show signs that he's figuring it out in all the areas that he needs to figure it out. And I think that's valid to feel that way. But then again, by June or July, I think we really need to start seeing those steps be taken and start seeing it not only sporadically, but consistently. And some notes on things he can do to perform better. Bring down the strikeout rate, be less pull-happy and spread the ball around, and become at least an average defensive catcher. These are all things that Henry Davis can do. These are not unattainable things for Henry Davis that you look at and say he cannot do these things. And I think spring training can even offer a little bit of it too. I would expect him to catch quite a bit in spring this year. I think he's going to get a lot of at-bats, too. And I think he might perform well in spring. And if he does these things, he'll be just fine. But again, ask yourself questions about Davis and let him answer them on the field this year. Because that's how it should be. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in to the Locked On Pirates podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team your Pittsburgh Pirates every day. My name is Ethan Smith. You can follow me on Twitter right there at MVP underscore Ethan or at Locked On Pirates for all of your news, analysis, opinions, reactions, and everything else going on under the umbrella of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Have a wonderful rest of your Friday afternoon and evening. We'll be back Monday with Gary Morgan. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Super Bowl Sunday. But until then, folks, I will see you on the flip side.